So you need extra people, right? That's the only way you're going to grow. You can't do it on your own unless it's a, well, you can't do it on your own. So I got the right people in. And, and usually what I tell them is like, look, I've done everything I'm going to teach you and you'll learn. I have done and I have messed it up dozens of times. So don't be afraid to mess it up, right? Let, let's, uh, you know, as Donnie says, let's break it. Let's figure out where the problems are. Let's, you know, just blow it up and figure out, okay, now we know how to, you know, where that, that little uh, monkey wrench gets thrown into the system. Okay, well, how do we fix that? Right. So, so I don't want people to hide their mistakes. Tell me what you made a mistake on. I'll tell you I've done it 10 times mm-hmm. easily. So I'm not going to be mad at you. Just tell us, let's not try and hide it from a client. You know, it's, let's just get it fixed. Let's do the right thing. Sometimes it costs us money. Sometimes it doesn't. But what it does get us is those clients coming back because they can see the quality, right? There's nothing hidden. There's nothing that's uh, lower grade than what we promised. Welcome to Winning Strategies Playbook, the podcast where we welcome business leaders, CEOs, and industry experts to discuss the rise to the top, building wealth, and real estate insights. Here's your host, Jeremy Spann. Welcome to Winning Strategies Playbook. For more information on this show, go to our website, myexperiencedrealtor.com. That's experience with an ED. And you can click on podcasts and scroll down to this episode and all the other different episodes and uh, whatever platform you want to watch it or listen either way. And if you are looking to buy and sell real estate anywhere on the planet, then go to that trust a find it professional and we'll get you set up there. But today we're not here to talk about real estate. Today we are here to have a conversation with my good friend, fellow Marine, Richard Price. How you doing, Richard? Doing good, sir. What's up, Bubba? Good. Nice seeing you again. Yeah, it's good seeing you. Good seeing you. It seems like every time you see my phone number, you're like, God, he wants something. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said the other day when you call, you're the, the most serial entrepreneur I know. So, <laughs> so I'm going to start every one of these off with a dumb joke. You ready? All right. I'm afraid for the calendar. Why is that? It's days are numbered. <laughs> I figured kind of funny yeah. in the Marines, yeah. you know, they teach us to go kill a bad guy that, you know, hey. So I just thought you'd get that, uh, get a little little chuckle out of that. Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, I'm a, what is the word for, uh, oh, geez. Can I, <laughs> uh, sucker, sucker for dad jokes. You're geez. a sucker for dad <laughs> jokes. Aren't they all good though? I don't know, man. I've had some that people were like, you should probably cut that out of your episode. If you <laughs> so Richard and I, for the audience's sake, have known each other over a decade. Uh, we were introduced uh, by another fellow Marine. And uh, we were talking before we came in here is that that was over 10 years ago when I had just first opened uh, my restaurant over in Arlington. Yeah. Time flies. It does go by fast, doesn't it? And I was only three years in business by then. So. Yeah. And now you're 13 years in business. Yeah. Lucky number 13, right? Lucky number 13. Made we're, it past the 10. That's the big number. Hey, that is the big number, right? And uh, we're going to come back and talk about your business. But one of the things we like to do is talk about how somebody got to where they're at. Because, I mean, you this has been easy being a business owner, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no road rash. No, you, you don't have any challenges or anything else like that, have you? No, no, no. I, I, I don't know why more people aren't. <laughs> you know, so. So I, it's been really interesting is, um, you know, here lately, a couple of fellow Marines, we started a couple of different companies that all are getting business off of each other. 
right? And But this is the first time that they've been in business for themselves, right? And especially those that have been like career Marine Corps, career government work or whatnot that's relied on a paycheck every other week for their entire life. And then it's like, well, why is this like this? Or why is it like today has been a slew, as you saw when you rolled up, I've been putting out fires and managing chaos because not everything quite goes as smooth and things happen. And and of course, I've built enough companies now and not just good ones, but I've built bad ones and lost them as well. Is that for me, I'm just like, hey, this is just this is what happens when you start a business, right? You're going to run into bottlenecked areas. You're going to find out where things weren't working. And as you and I know, technology's always going to be our friend and work when we need it to, right? Yes. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with technology. Not at Sadly, all. <laughs> it does exactly what we tell it to do. So that's the only problem. <laughs> and, 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 you, know, you know, with coaching these guys through this, is I, I've been like, look, the reason you seem frustrated is because anything that doesn't go according to plan always chooses the most inconvenient time to not go the way that it should. I mean, it doesn't wait. Like, for example, today... We're in mid-October, beautiful weather outside. If your HVAC went out on your house, no harm, no foul, leave the windows open, right? But that's not when your HVAC is going to go out. It's going to go out mm-hmm. in the middle of summer when you're a mile from the sun and 110% swamp ass humidity here in Texas. And it's going to take someone two weeks to get out there because they're so backlogged, right? Right. And, and, that's, and that's if they got a unit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's if they got one. So that's how business usually works is it's not convenient, Right. And that's why I think a lot of people choose to leave being in business for themselves to go back to just a regular paycheck, right? I know that's not likely to happen for me because I have absolutely established myself to be as unemployable as you can possibly be. Like, <laughs> I would not want to hire me, right? right? I'm a pain in the ass, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm great at delegating. I'm great at building things and finding the right people to go run them, but not the greatest in details myself. Right, so, right. Yeah. Well, there's a difference between that mindset of being an employee and being an employer. You know, tell me about te- yeah that that idea of that. well, being an employee. Every time I worked for people for my first however many years until I was 33, so I never worried about my paycheck. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you, I worked for bigger companies, so I really wasn't ever worried about it. But the paycheck came. I could do a good work. I could do bad work. I could do mediocre work, whatever. The paycheck still came. You know, being an employer, being your own, running your own business, there, you worry about that. <clears throat> you worry about that paycheck. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's like, man, I don't, I don't have work next week. You know, I've gotten past that point now, but that's, yeah. you know, that takes a little while to get to there. But in the beginning, it's, man, what am I going to do next week? How or, am I going to pay I, this bill tomorrow? Or how many times did you not pay yourself or pay your own bills because you still had to pay your employees or else mm-hmm. you wouldn't have any employees, right? And then right. they're going home and they're putting steaks on the table, but you're still eating top ramen because that's part of being a business owner sometimes, you know? Or right. And then you're, you're not even going home. You're still there at 10 oh, at night. Oh, man. That's why, <laughs> that's why I laugh is when somebody says, you know, well, you know, my 40-hour week. And I was like, man, I'm done with 40 hours by Wednesday right. at lunch. Yeah, 10 or 12 hours Monday yeah. through yeah. Sunday. Oh, yeah. E- easy. <laughs> I had easy. yesterday off. I loved it. What did you, what did you do with the day off? What's that like? Tell uh, me about this magical place. Uh, actually, it was more uh, we got lucky. We had a cowboy game or a uh, football game at 830 in the morning. So I watched uh, football all day. I got a lot of fantasy football teams, so yeah. I never get to see football. So yeah. being able to watch 
football all day in one day. Like that's that's my year's worth of football that I got to watch in one day. <laughs> you know, I'll be out of town next weekend. The weekend after that, we got two wraps to do. You know, I already know I'm not watching football again for another three or four weeks. Yeah. So, well, so yeah. it was nice. And then yeah. wife made breakfast. We got to hang out on the couch all day. You know, great relaxing day. So, yeah, I, so I was getting, I was at my dentist this morning, get my six month cleaning. She was like, did you watch the game? I was like, I, I, I would love to watch some games, but I have not had time to even catch a preview, you know, because when business is good, right? When it's feast time, you feast because right. famine is around the corner, right? And for example, a little thing called COVID-19, which shut down the planet, you know, a year and a half ago, right? Things outside of our control, mm-hmm. right? And, and you're sitting there like, man, what do I, I got to figure something out because you, you can either sit there and dwindle and die or you can figure it out and keep punching forward, right? Right. Yeah. And it's, and I think that's, I really think that how, you know, the Marine Corps methodology is really does a good job of developing entrepreneurs because we're very entrepreneurial in the Marine Corps. Right. People call it <laughs> stealing. We call it acquiring. Yeah, there's only there's only one theft, <laughs> one thief in the Marine Corps. Everybody else is just trying to get their shit back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that's a hundred. That is that is a, that is the best way I've ever heard that put. You're you're you're, you're really good to totally on point with that. <laughs> yeah. So let's go back in time. Where are you from? Where did you go in the Marines? Why did you go in the Marines? How old were you when you went in the Marines? And let's start the journey. Uh, so uh, I'll put it this way. So I didn't even realize this until actually I was about to get married to my wife, that both my grandparents on my dad's side and my mom's side both met in the military. So I come from – my parents weren't in the military, but my grandparents were. My, my mom's parents met in the Navy, both serving in the Navy, and my dad's parents met in the Air Force. Dad was actually at, uh, my grandfather was actually at Pearl Harbor. So, um, so they met there. He met his wife as uh, she was a driver for Audie Murphy when she, he was back here in Dallas. So, oh wow! A couple of things I'm, I wish I would have known when my grandfather was still alive about some of these things I could have asked him. But so, in high school I was in ROTC, went to A and M in the Corps, come out of that and join. Uh, I was in the actually. All of ROTC was Army. I was on the Army side, always Army. And look at those jarheads over there, uh, <laughs> dumb as rocks, right? You know, they'll do whatever you tell them, but, you know, and uh, when it came all down to it, you know, walking up the stairs to go to a recruiter's office, you know, you, the Marine Corps stairs were right there. I actually had a friend of mine who uh, out of high school joined the Marine Corps, came back, was a recruiter. So me and a buddy walked into his office. Hey, we're here to join. He's he's joking around with us. Whatever, whatever. Y'all want lunch? I'll take you out to lunch. We'll just you know rack it up as a as a, a recruiter thing. Uh, no, no, no. We're here to join. So we join everything. Go through the Marine Corps. Uh, had a lot of fun with that. Was a tracker. So yeah, yeahs. And coming back from that, it was uh, at A and M was architecture. So I, I did go. I went reserves. Uh, smarter decision than the active duty because <laughs> they, they tell you you can always switch from reserve to active you can't switch from active to reserve yeah all right well let's see how it is let's start on the reserve mm-hmm. side well i ended up staying there but so i got i was architecture at a&m got a got a job in construction uh 10 years of construction and uh that market just fell out in 2008 yeah 
So uh, I had briefly been unemployed before that. Being a home builder, you switch from builder to builder. I stayed with the same one for a long time due to going to Iraq and coming back, bad neighborhood, whatever, and I'm going to move on. Spent 10 months unemployed when I thought I could move on easily. Finally got into commercial construction. Great. One of the top builders in the or in the DFW area for walls and ceilings. Great gig. 2008, all we started doing was just, you, you got businesses closing left and right. Those are the yeah. housing market going down, you know, everything. So all we were doing is just turning business, uh, big floors back into white boxes. Because there wasn't any, nobody was building new offices, mm-hmm. you know, and then they come in and they're like, oh, you know, so-and-so company just moved out of this. Well, we don't like how this is. We don't like how that is, you know, and then they'll go get a different office. So we had these office co- companies, big high-rise buildings all around DFW area, like just knock down all the walls, clear, just turn it back into a white box. Yeah. They can do whatever they want with it. Great. Because then we get to come in and put all the walls back in, right? Right. Um, well, once we did all that, no, still nobody's buying offices. So it was... Uh, it was basically me and about 10 other people, you know, hey, y'all are the new guys. We got to cut back. And uh, that was the last time I'd, I'd left my livelihood in anybody else's hands. Shortest straw, huh? Yeah. 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 So, and I was, I was dead up new guy. So yeah. even after being there a year and a half, I was right. still dead up new guy. So, yeah. so um, it, it worked out. Uh, my parents had a printing business since 86. I had already done 10 months uh, of unemployment. And when you when you do that, you go through all your savings. You know, at one point you're 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 paying credit card bills with your unemployment check, paying all your other bills with your credit card, and you just watch that number go down and down and down. And it was kind of one of those things of, hey, we want to start doing wraps. You know, we have some of the equipment. You know, um, at that point, you know, there wasn't a lot of people doing the installs. It's a technical skill. It takes a little bit of a you know learning. Right, wraps. Tell us tell us a little bit more about that. So vehicle wraps are a great way to get your information out there. Thousands of views just driving around during the day. Any, any plumber you see going down that has a big faucet on the thing that says Joe's Plumbing, you know, that's most likely a wrap. But what that does is that, that attracts the attention. It gives you the, the uh, you know, a white van in a neighborhood isn't selling anybody. A wrapped you know, van in the neighborhood. There, everybody's taking their kids off the street. Yeah, right, right. right? <laughs> Where did, where did my kid just get all this candy from? Yeah. So, so a white van doesn't do any selling for you, yeah. but a wrap van will be your best salesman. Yeah. You know, the, the neighbor across the street sees you, hey, was that, I've got a little bit of HVAC problems on my house. You know, was that a good guy? Oh, great guy. Here's his number. Easy, right? Yeah. And you didn't even talk to that person. So that driving around, it's parked outside of a uh, restaurant. When you go in and eat and somebody's talking about something comes out like, oh, hey, there's, you know. It's divine intervention. There's a <laughs> there's a plumbing truck right here, and we got we wanted a new bath, right? So you know, you take a quick picture. There it is. You got a free phone call out of out of just going to dinner. So uh, the nice thing about that. So my parents had a printing business. They started in '86. It was typesetting back there, and you used to have to type in the font size, the font name, oh, wow. put in all the type. You can't even see it. It's just the green screen. Remember the old oh, yeah. VGA? Prints out a whole bunch of. Words, you got to cut them, wax paper, put them down. Then you put them in the, um, go into a dark room, take the picture of them. And then that's your ad for the newspaper you turn in. Uh, we've progressed quite far from there. So, but, uh, but we also saw the writing on the wall, you know, printing's going away. You start having these online trade companies. Um, we all know them. I won't tell them their names. They don't need free advertising, but they just started, you know, low ball in the market. And then uh, because of quantity, right? 
we're small business to business people. Uh, a lot of our business also was churches. Well, what happened to copy machines? You know, they went from $10,000 to, well, they're still more than 10, but in price of nowadays dollars, it's nothing. You can get used copy machines on the, on the pennies. So they, we used to spend all day Friday running church flyers and stuff, right? So all of this printing's going away that you used to have years in and years out, and it's continuous. But the one thing you can't order online is the actual vehicle being installed. You, you, can, you can get it printed and stuff, but then you still got to find somebody to put it on. So originally the idea was, hey, we can travel around. You get paid to travel. You get paid for the install. And that's all you do is just install all around. What's your, what's your bottom line? It's just your time, right? Yeah. So uh, fast forward 13 years, I don't travel around and do installs. We just do them all at the shop. Because now the materials are a lot nicer. There's a lot more people out there doing installs. But it's still one thing that you can't order online. Yeah. And that's the, that's the only way that you, know, that you can stay in business is finding that niche little thing, that thing that you can't get just mass produced somewhere and, and sent to your house by Amazon. So. And you're still doing other print stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. We still yeah, do signs. Yeah, we still yeah. do printing and stuff. I mean, yeah. we've had clients since 86. Yeah. So, you know, we still do all of that. We still do promotional products and trade show stuff. There's there's a whole slew of stuff with it. Once, once I have your graphics, I can do lots of stuff with it. I can put it on the side of buildings. I can, you know, make tents out of it. We can do, you know, billboards. We can do, you know, backdrops. There, there's a lot you can do. Shirts, all kinds of stuff. And it's like all, all together. When, when Kazmaier and I started Stacks, you know, back in August... Yeah, perfect First thing example. We did, hey, man, need some business cards, need some pamphlets. Um, well, we did a tablecloth. Yeah. We did the backdrop yeah. for the trade show, shirts, yeah. you know, business cards. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's. Um, we got flyers going for you now. I mean, there's a um, there's a whole slew of things once we have your graphics. Oh yeah, so. and then just like even last week, right? Is why have a good idea when you can copy somebody else's, right? And uh, one of the play actually, it's really funny is the pad that you're sitting there taking notes on. The end oh, of that's the end. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow is, you know, for, I mean, I saw how they wrote a thank you card and I was like, that is really badass. Yeah. And then yeah. that's when I started taking screenshots. I was like, hey, can you do this? And you're like, let me guess. You need it yesterday. And I was like, well, technically just Wednesday by noon because I'm going <laughs> back to Colorado. Because <laughs> I, I want to write. But it was really funny is... So we, we have, you know, my, my, my real estate fund, we invest a lot in off-campus housing. And these parents are paying a premium to be in our properties, right? And so that's why I just thought it was kind of cool. Penny for your thoughts, you know, but then they open it. And it's like, but you probably expected more. So here's more, you know. So give it a little bit of history and stuff like that. And just the little tiny things and, and like the little insert card that, you know, people throw thank you cards and stuff away, but having that little insert card where they could go, oh, well, these are the list of numbers, you know, so it's easy yeah, to Yeah, informative, right? right. Yeah. It's it's easy save, right? So it's just, it's that little value thing. And uh, and then sometimes, because I'd be amiss if I didn't bring this one up, is every once in a while, just you miss shit. Kind of like when the Comet out of the Marine Corps is coming to your Cowtown Warrior Ball. <laughs> And the flyer says Lieutenant General Neller. Oh, <laughs> you this? yeah, yeah. Was that two, three years ago now? Yeah, it was like, uh, see, at least we had uh, Perry. So that was two. 
three, four yeah. years ago. That was a quick, uh, hey, we need to rerun this. Nobody will catch it, right? No, 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 no. We have to rerun it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was kind of funny because uh, Wagner had taken a, a photo of it and put it in our group thread like, hey, I guess Price demoted the Commandant. <laughs> and then we had the running joke is like, our birthday, our, our, our Caltown Warrior Ball, you know, it's really just a party to raise a bunch of money for wounded vets, is so awesome that you're going to get demoted by the time you leave because you're going to have that good of a time. Uh, but but that was but it's funny because I, I, I bring that up to razz you a little bit. But on the other side of it, I bring it up is because when you're a smaller company, you can be agile. And then here it was. We didn't learn that till hours before the event. Right. And, and, and inside of hours, you were on it. And then we, <coughs> I'll never forget, like we were putting the pamphlets on the table as people were coming in, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I was all <coughs> ready for the event, like walking in, carrying a box of yeah. flyers. Like, oh, you know, people are checking in. And I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah it's me. I'll be, I'm going in right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go put these on the 400 seats that we have in here. Yeah. But, but that's what was really cool about watching something like that, though, is because, look, things are going to happen in business. Like if you if you fully expect that things won't go wrong, then there's something inherently wrong with you, right? And uh, and I was even talking about this on Urschel's episode is, you know, with these you know these other Marines that we built several different businesses with, right? And one of the things my common theme with them is every day when I wake up, I wake up with the acknowledgement that today is when the gravy chain train might end, right? Because we we have no control of a lot of things, right? And if it ends today, what do we do, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't live in fear of that. You just have to go, hey, it could all end today. You don't live and die by that. You just acknowledge it like the elephant in the room to go, yep, today everything could end. And you march on with your day. Yeah, And and, and, I, and so I explained to like Ricky and Kaz and James, I said, look, there are things that are outside of our control. And I'm pretty sure March of 2020 showed us that. Right. Yeah, easily. <laughs> um, that you can't, don't focus on the things that you cannot control. Just focus on what you can control. And like, and in that, you know, m- moment of, hey, this thing's starting in hours and I've got to reprint 400 pamphlets. And it's not like your shop is right next to downtown Fort Worth. He's yeah, I'm a, I'm a good 45 away. <laughs> yeah, you're a good 45 minutes away. Just the drive time on that alone. But you made it happen because that's what business owners do. And, you know, Or when the pandemic hit and owning as many businesses as I do, I had one of my employees that was just really, really worried. Hey, I'm worried. I'm, I'm, I mean, am I, am I going to get paid? I said, you're going to get paid. And, and she was very, very worried. And I said, look, I, I get it. You're absolutely worried. But I'm telling you, I've learned enough in business where over the last couple of years, I've got a safety net that we could go an entire year without bringing in another dollar and I can carry all of y'all. You're going to be fine, right? And she's like, yeah, I'm just really worried. And I says, well, I said, this is the difference between you and me. You're worried about you. I'm worried about and I think it was 30, over 30, almost 40 different people that were lying, that were, that are oh, lying employees me, of yours. Right. Correct. Yeah. For all the different businesses. So I've got, I've got to worry about 40 people. You're worried about one. I got to worry about 40. 
And and that's when she was like, I don't want I don't want your job. <laughs> right. And I was like, yeah, it, it's it comes a little. But, you know, the stresses are there, but the rewards are often there. Right. Right. Well, and I think that's what, you know, the Marine Corps did great for us is, is that get it done tivity, you know, like, OK, well, now this is a problem. How do we solve the problem? Not not a. Oh my God! This is the end of the world. I, you know, throw my hands up and quit. You know, I, I've called the wife before and said I'm doing that, and she says, "No, you're not." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, then I'll be home late." Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, uh, but yeah, just get it done, right? Yeah. That's the the biggest thing. Or just like what you just said too is, how many times a business when people go, "Oh man, you're a business owner. You never quit. No, never do. You never think about it. Ah, no, <laughs> no. There's plenty of days I sit there and go." could have a couple of weeks of vacation. I could be done and home with the family by five. I could have an hour lunch. I could have weekends. Weekends yeah. and those things. But there's something inherently wrong with us that we choose not to go do that, right? I, I, I Many times a joke on the show is if you want to know how an entrepreneur is wired, just look up the traits of being bipolar. And generally we have like 80% of those traits. I could agree with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because there is something about when it is ours, right? And and we do get to go affect that, right? And sure, there's days we're just like, God, I really don't want to go deal with this today. Or when you're sick or you're tired or you haven't, you know, you just you're really in the grind of stuff. So what is it that keeps you going? You know, when you're when you're sitting here on those days just going, Man, I just couldn't catch a win if it landed in my lap right now. What, for you, what are what are some of those well, things that keep the gears going? So, so even though when it is problems, when there are, I mean, there's times where it's not just one day; it's two days, it's three days, it's two weeks. You know, you get a big job, and then it's like hey, this is not going anything according to how I envisioned it. You know, but it, but it's that, uh, you know, that idea of, you know, I could go get that safety net and have, you know, a guaranteed paycheck. You know, I'm very good at what I do. I could do it for other people, right? But doing it for other people, I go back to that point of, you know, I used to, you know, draw out all these walls and buildings for this building, you know, and say it's cost this much and get the job and, you know, work for another guy. But at the end of the day, when their numbers, you know, don't look good, what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you get cut and now here I am, you know, 10 months unemployed again. You know, I'd never want that again. That is such a drain and such a just daily grind of trying to find a new job and something you want. And probably easier now with how many jobs are out there. But, but, you know, the thing that keeps me going is I'm in control here. This is my baby and I get to do with it how I want. And, you know, I've been in tough positions before. I've lost money on jobs. I mean, if you you haven't, then you should be doing a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Because we all have. We've all had bad jobs and just completely missed something. Or you got it all and just everything, like you said, you know, the computer decides, you know, hey, today's the day I want to take a crap. Like, oh, well, you know, I wanted to finish this job today. Now I've got to go to Micro Center, buy a new computer. Like you said, I'm a small business, so I can, I'm agile. I've got the funds. We'll just go get a new computer. We'll get the new programs on it. It's going to take, you know, a day delay, right? But, But those... Those problems are also what, you know, what I love because it's never the same thing every day. And I, I, I don't know how my wife does it. She's amazing. But she goes in and she runs the, the same reports. You know, you got to get your TPS reports in by Thursday. You know, all that corporate job. I don't know how anybody does it. It's the same thing every day in and out. 
Um, before COVID, you know, you were at your cubicle every day. Now at least people get to work from home. But, you know, in and out, same thing. It would just be a blur to me. You know, uh, when I was in construction, I liked construction for the same thing. You know, I'm never building the same house. I'm never putting the same stuff in each. You know, it might be a same floor pan, but I'm not putting the same stuff in. So it was it's just that that change and that everything's different wraps are the same thing i do a plumber's vehicle this week i got you know right now i've got a guy that does uh chiropractic you know his car's in the shop right now getting wrapped so you know there's never the same thing and that variety is a little bit of you know the spice of life thing so well there's something about growing your business too right Mm -hmm. you know as you're evolving and when you're you're, you're sitting in those positions where, where I, I like to tell folks is, you know you're making it in business when you, you're going to your business because you want to, not right. because you have to anymore, right? And if there was anything that I definitely learned out of the Marine Corps was how to build effective teams, right? You've got all these cliche things about what it is to be a leader, but we know that 99% of all the books and everything else out there written all over it is all BS, right? Is being a leader is, is really hard and it's really trusting in people and helping them development, you know, to become better professionals, you know, and to put your own egos and everything else to the side to be able to go, hey, so for example, like, you know, Peterson working with me, I, I I brought him onto the team because I knew this guy could sell a cup of water to a drowning man, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, he wouldn't know what a detail was if it bit him in the ass, but and I knew that would be the challenge, right? So we overcame challenges on detail-oriented stuff because I didn't have to teach him anything on the sell stuff because I knew he was going to outsell me. And in six months, he already has. Like, he's... I'll even give him ridiculous numbers what I want on something, right? Be like, mm-hmm. no, I want you to get this, like... If you're gonna if you're gonna sign somebody up on that, this is what I want to see, and I'll just throw stupid numbers out. Like there's no way, and he'll come back and beat that number. And I'm like, how the hell does he do that? <laughs> I'm a pretty damn good salesman. I'm like, how the hell does he do that? And it's so, but it's positioning people, you know, for that success, mm-hmm. so that way you can get to a point in your businesses that you can just watch them grow and thrive. And I think that's where, for me personally, is what I enjoy about my different businesses. Now, I do love the the initial start of them, right? The getting in there, the grinding it out, the figuring it out. But once it gets to where it's pretty much self-automated because of the right people being involved, mm-hmm. I, just, I just like to watch them grow and do better, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, but, I mean, and, and it's also really funny because I tell everybody, look, I have unrealistic expectations of myself. So if you ever think you're going to meet my expectations, just go get a therapist because that's not going to happen. <laughs> right. Right. It, like no matter how hard you murder yourself, it's just not going to happen. But I want us to always push to be better because you can. And that's kind of my mentality. I always move the goalpost. Right? I always strive to be better because eventually I want to either sell all these or watch them run themselves where I don't have to do anything anymore except go enjoy life. Right, right, right. Or at least I say that. Everybody keeps saying, hey, I'm a liar. You'll, you'll start something else. I mean, <laughs> that's you, the you rumor. say that. <laughs> <laughs> You'd sell them all and then have five more next week. So, yeah. no, no, I, I agree with it. The, the, the nice thing is, and I'm probably a little behind on doing it, I probably should have started it four or five years ago, but is, is getting the right people in place and, and then having them basically make you not need it, right? Yeah. That's where you want to be. 
Like I want to show up at, uh, you know, uh, I want to show up at nine and leave at three. I want those bankers hours, right? Yeah. I want to come in, solve some problems, deal with some clients, talk to some people, make sure everything's going all right. And then, uh, you know, go home and enjoy the family. Um, But, you know, to get to that point, you got to get those people. And and I've probably over the last four years, I've I've gotten, I've got about five people that work for me now, but it it took me a while to get some of the right five. and, And honestly, I don't think they're all the right five. Yeah. So, but you know, I do have some that are amazing, and yeah. and and if they asked for a huge raise tomorrow, I would pay them because I don't want them to leave, and yeah. they're that good. And I, I give people raises. If if you make me money, I want to make you money. I want to yeah. pay you for it, right? So we're working on getting that. But it, it took me ten years to learn every single facet of my business, um, mainly because in the beginning I wasn't as busy, so it was just me. Mm-hmm. It, it took you know the work I had filled up my whole day. And now I've got so much work that, you no, know, okay, I don't have enough bandwidth to, to fit all this in. So you need extra people, right? That's the only way you're going to grow. You can't do it on your own unless it's a, well, you can't do it on your own. So I got the right people in. And, and usually what I tell them is like, look, I've done everything I'm going to teach you and you'll learn. I have done and I have messed it up dozens of times. So don't be afraid to mess it up, right? Let, let's, uh, you know, as Donnie says, let's break it. Let's figure out where the problems are. Let's, you know, just blow it up and figure out, okay, now we know how, to, you know, where that, that little uh, monkey wrench gets thrown into the system. Okay, well, how do we fix that? Right. So, so I don't want people to hide their mistakes. Tell me what you made a mistake on. I'll tell you I've done it 10 times mm-hmm. easily. So I'm not going to be mad at you. Just tell us, let's not try and hide it from a client. You know, it's, let's just get it fixed. Let's do the right thing. Sometimes it costs us money. Sometimes it doesn't. But what it does get us is those clients coming back because they can see the quality, right? There's nothing hidden. There's nothing that's lower grade than what we promised. Well, there's that, tr- it's that trust factor, right? Like, yeah. I mean, when I was making all these, act- so I just closed on it ton of properties, right? And these are investment properties and I'm getting TVs and mattresses and all this other furniture and everything else. And I'm on Facebook, hey, who's got a hookup for this or that? Mm-hmm. And then it was really funny as I went on and I said, hey, who who does, because sometimes my brain's going so fast that I haven't stopped long enough. So I was like, hey, who does stationary? And then literally as soon as I hit send on it, I was like, wait a minute. Price does it. So then I started taking <laughs> screenshots immediately. Actually, it's really funny. If you look at the time my text was, is it was timed literally 60 seconds after I sent that post, right? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I put it on Facebook because I had just been posting for days like, hey, who's got this, got this? And I was like, oh, yeah, Price Price does this. I'll, I'll just I'll ping Price. And you're like, yeah, man, we'll get, you, we'll get you squared away, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, awesome. And it was an easy button for me because I was like, okay, he once he knows what I want, I don't have to chase him down. I don't have to follow up or go, oh, I don't like this or like that or this or that or anything else. I'm just able to go, cool, It's that's off my plate. So that way I can focus on other right. things that I need to do. And I showed up with a hard copy sample for you yeah. today. Yeah, which was, by the way, I think this looks really, really good. It yeah, looks yeah. really, really good. It's, it's really, a really good cool. idea. You know, yeah. it's a good idea. And I'm glad, like you said earlier, you're like, well, you know, we steal ideas from other people. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully I don't have to come up with them all on my own, right? <laughs> so. Well, and it, you know, it's kind of funny is, um, and what gave me the idea is, I mean, I've got stationery for my different different businesses, but I was like, man, there's there's a lot of students who have parents that are, 
you know, because we're in the middle of leasing season right now where they're signing leases and making their security deposits, but they don't move in until June 1st, right? Okay. When the old students move out and new students come in. And uh, I was sitting there like, man, these parents are really trusting us with, you know, their kids and they're spending a good chunk of money to live in our properties. I need to, you know, there's something about a handwritten card that you get in the mail, you know, even if it's not long, just says, hey, you were on my mind. Thanks a lot. Or, hey, thanks for your trust in this, right? Just even if it's just, you can't even read it, right? Yeah. And that's why I was like, and and, and, and and again, it was just that that card was right there in that other drawer. I was looking for something the other day, which is maybe run into it. So that connected with my brain to go, oh, yeah, this would be a really cool idea because, you know, these are also TCU parents, you know. So they're, you know, I thought, you know, hey, you get something that says, hey, a penny for your thoughts with a penny on it. And you open it up and he goes, ah, but at our rate, you probably expect a lot more. So here's a little bit more. You know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I just thought, you know, it's just something to give that extra little brand to you of like, hey, you're not just out here trying to make money. You're out here like taking the time out of your day to handwrite. Hey, thanks a lot for sending security deposit. Thanks a lot for trusting your your kids to live in our properties. Yeah. Uh, and I was able to get that perspective because I have a sophomore in college, well, her second sophomore year in, in college. It's some learning opportunities last year, but she's on she's on track doing well now. <laughs> And, um, you know, which very quick to remind me of like, hey, so what I repeated sophomore year, you dropped out of high school. And I'm like, yeah, great point. So thanks. <laughs> uh, but I am writing the check. So, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, and that's, and, and that's why all these little things that come out is it, is it, like I said, that trust factor, right? That person has it. You've got this. Excellent. I don't, I don't, I don't worry about it. Right. We charge on, move on to the next. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's all I want to do is surround myself with people that I trust that that do things right and, and and like you said it's like hey look you're you're gonna screw up right i mean the really what what the word experience should be in webster's dictionary is how much shit you fucked up to learn not to do that again yeah right <laughs> and i always do it at you know a couple extra times just to make sure you know mm. all the variables were right yeah no right. no i do it that way it's, <laughs> it's gonna get fucked up <laughs> Like, like, oh no, man! I burned that one down yeah, to the ground. Yeah. It was, <laughs> but you know, but it, but it is fun being a being a business owner, though, right? Because of those moments of success, which I'm wondering if you would agree with me on this: is those moments of success aren't quite what I think a lot of people might think they are. And I'll give you an example: you're still in business. 18 months after a global pandemic, how many people are not? Right. Right. To me, that is a major, like, hey, I had a global pandemic try to shut me down and I punched it in the face and said, not today, ISIS. It kept going. Right. right. You know, so so those are the parts that people that aren't business owners don't, don't really get the chance to experience something like that. Right. 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 Well, like you said, you know, you had the, the one lady that was, you know, am I going to be okay? Like, I got 40 of you to worry about, but yes, you yeah. will be okay. So I lost all track of where I was going with that. <laughs> but, and, but, and, but yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, and it's, and, and I demonstrated it, right? Mm-hmm. To where now, it was really funny, is everything that's a blessing is a curse, and everything that's a curse is a blessing. So the blessing of me being in a position to be able to do that actually created a curse. 
which was my people were already fiercely loyal before, but now they are, they've taken this next level loyal. Like I was like, I need y'all to actually take time off because you're no good to me if you completely burn out. Right. 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 And so like one, one, one of my employees, um, had a baby eight weeks ago and she's like, all right, well, you know, I'll just, I'll probably come back at the four week and not take the full six weeks. And we were like, no, take eight weeks. And if you need 12 weeks, take 12 weeks because you constantly demonstrate that you're always working where you never take a day off. Enjoy the first couple of months of your brand new kid's life. Yeah. Right. Like we want you to, like we were literally like, no, you don't come to work and yes, we will still pay you. And, and then just, this is the kind of, so this is what I was going to say a little while ago is I'm very slow to hire, very quick to fire, but I don't hire anybody I plan on firing. Right. Right. Because I want the right people. So James came to work with us six months ago. So there were several clients that she had been working deals with, but they just hadn't popped yet. And then she's on attorney leave. James picks up the slack. And then when it came to, you know, the payment, you know, for the commission coming out of it, he was like, hey, I don't give any of that to me. This was Michelle's client. Give it to her. And I was just like, wow. Like, that's, that's impressive. That is, that's the kind of environment that we've created where no one asked him to do that. Yeah. No one told him to do that. He just saw the value of her on the team and was like, this is a client she'd been working with for six months. It's not her fault that the right house didn't come along until after she had yeah. left. Give her the money. Right. And and I, I just thought I really had to sit back and go. And, and I was telling Laura, I said, I said, I, We've, that's the kind of work place we've created where our people are doing amazing things for each other. And that is one of the, that, that's a success that most people wouldn't call a success because they wouldn't even think to call something like that a success. Right, right. right. Because then you didn't get to see any of Well, like and it's not something that's on, going to be on any spreadsheet anywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something that you just have to know happen. Yeah. So, yeah. but, but there you got, you got two people. She'll, she'll never, walk away under any normal circumstance. She's not going to leave to go somewhere else because of a, a of a, no. you know, a raise that she can get over there, which is about the only way you can get a raise in the corporate world now is just change companies, right? Yeah. But if you get people that know what they're doing and they're good at it, you don't want them to do that. It was funny. It's like my old executive coach, Tony Ford, told me, he goes, you know, when you look up like most people's exit interviews is pay being the reason they left was like down like number seven and lower. Oh, really? Yeah. I would have thought it would have been higher. Yeah. Now for many people. Oh, oh, environment, oh the, 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 the culture. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now maybe it's that, benefits. Yeah. Maybe, you know, it, it, the paycheck was really the, the, the lower reasons of why they left. Is it a contributing reason? Absolutely. But it was not the primary reason. I mean, people will work and not get higher pay if everything else is right, you know, and I'm yeah. not saying we should not pay people what they're worth. I mean, I, I go out of my way to do that. Right. Like, like James trusted me when he came onto the team and I said, look, it's going to take you about four months before your first deals come through. And then when they do, you'll make more money than you ever knew, knew what to do with. And so like, 
last week, he's like, man, I've made more money in the last six weeks than I've ever made in an entire year of any job I ever had. Oh, awesome. And and I was like, yeah, it's good for you, man. You, you've earned it. You're working your tail off. Yeah. And, and so, but he had that trust in us that we were like, hey, listen, we're going to develop you. We're going to position you to be successful. That way, all you got to do is just go be successful. Not to worry about all the other BS. Yeah. And that's pretty, that's a lot of fun to watch too. Well, let's them, let's them do what they're good at, right? Yeah. Instead of, you know, I, I need you back here filling out reports and blah, 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 whatever. You know, that's so yeah. the, the times I worked in corporate, you know, I was, I was in construction, but, you know, they'd have a pro I built up in Frisco, Plano, Allen area. Yeah. And, and they'd have a problem with a one person down in Mansfield. What does Mansfield have to do with North Dallas? Yeah. Absolutely nothing. But now we all got to change how we do things because this guy skipped the, you know, skipped the line. Now we all got to get back in line and do everything and put all this stuff up. And it was just busy work, yeah. you know, and then they see a production decline after they implement all this stuff. Well, what's going on? Why are you all not working? No, you have me doing busy work. Yeah. Let me do what I, I did. We didn't have as a whole division up here. We didn't have this problem y'all are trying to fix. Talk about that. So. That's so you hit you hit something that is a favorite topic of mine is the difference between busy work and productive work. Yeah, well, busy work is for for this instance, busy work was putting all the in problems we had the the checklist of, of all the issues we had in the house. Right. Well, the owner was saying, oh, the, the production manager's got to go by and check. Well, they didn't have time to stop by and walk every house with us. I don't have time to walk every house I was building at the time, right? I had 30 minutes per house. So what they wanted was us to put up all the problems in the front window and all of our service orders for all the different trades. Well, now a homeowner comes by and it's like, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to be checking all the plumbness of all my windows and stuff. Well, now they're doing all that. So now I've got to, they found one I didn't find, right? So now I got to get another service order off. But just putting all those up and every house takes time. When in reality, I had them on my desk, I had them nicely ordered and I could go through them every day. Now they're all, you know, I got to make another copy because I'm going to change how I do stuff. Go put it up in the house. So when the production manager comes by, you don't have to call me to go walk the house. You can just walk, look through them all, right? So it, it, what did they accomplish? They they took a couple hours out of my day to go put that up. What did, it didn't accomplish anything. I was already doing it, right? I just didn't have it out there for them to see. So you get things like that, and now all of a sudden it's, uh, all they're going to do is just drown us in all this paperwork, and I don't get to do what I do, which is build, which at time, I, now I look back, home builders are overpaid babysitters. <laughs> That's all we are. Because if you could run a schedule, you know, if everybody followed the schedule, you wouldn't need us, right? right? They would. The tile guy would just show up on the 23rd when he's scheduled, right? Yeah. No, plumber guy didn't show up on the 22nd, so he's not done. So the tile guy, knew, you know, whatever, you know the rest of the story. Yeah. But it, all it does is just it, it wastes your time. And then at that point, what is, what's your mindset after that? You know, yeah. they're just CYA. They're not trying to. They're not trying to help me. This guy down in Mansfield had a problem. And they found out a solution for him and thought, oh, we'll just make it company-wide. Yeah. So, um, so again, another reason why I don't want to work for corporate. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, kind of, it's, it's really interesting, like, when you say solution. like, and, it, and I think that's how they breed us as Marines, right? Don't bring me problems, bring me solutions. 
And so, um, like Ricky, some of these, you know, college houses, you know, I mean, they're throwing parties and there's all kinds of crap in the grass and it's tearing up his equipment. And he said, you know, and he's complaining about it. And I was like, why are you complaining? Just bring me solutions, right? Mm-hmm. Bring me a solutions. I prefer more than one that way because I like choices. Right. But bring me solutions. We'll look at it. We'll evaluate it. And if it looks like it pencils, we'll do it. Yeah. So he was like, hey, uh, just a couple of weeks go by. And he's like, hey, I found a place that, you know, had sells used football turf. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, because they got to replace the football turf every other year. Or turf's only good for on the playing field for two years. So it's still good. It's just they have to replace it every two years. So there's this huge acreage down in Middle Othnian or wherever the hell it was that he took me to. We're pretty sure I was here in banjos and <laughs> whatnot when we were down there. And it was. It was just rows of just rolls and and not terribly expensive. Not as expensive as it being brand new. And he's like, we can get this at a pretty good price and we can roll it out. We can pin it down. The yard's green year round and the kids would love it. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's try for one of the properties, which was one of our larger properties that had two houses that shared a backyard. So it's the size of a half of a football field where what we didn't realize would happen is every one of our properties demanded it. Yeah. And now we're upcharging. We're like, hey, so <laughs> you can have this house at four grand a month, or if you want the backyard turf, it's forty five hundred a month, so we can recoup our costs. N- not even blinking. They're like, sign it up. Sign. And now up. you don't spend five hundred dollars on a lawn, a mower, yeah. a year. Oh, we still mow the front lawn. We still mow the front, front lawn. back. Whatever. But it yeah, makes okay. Ricky's job easier because yeah. all these houses are pretty close to each other. He could literally start at one end of the block and mow the lawns. He's done in half the time, right? Yeah. Because I told him, I said, look, you as one of the contractors who do this and Cass does this and everybody does this, the more profitable you make me and the more time you help me create, the more properties I go buy, which therefore gives you more properties to go do things on. Right. Right. And then so we've done this rapid, amazing growth of like, if you averaged it out, is we're doing two acquisitions a week. Oh, new houses? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And just going in there and we're learning more of this is what we're going to do here. This one. Matter of fact, one that uh, got signed today, it was a house I was looking at. And this agent was, I've, I've done, I don't even know how many hundreds of deals in the last number of years in real estate and done easily over a hundred million worth, right? And I've dealt with some bad agents. This one took the cake. Like he is the biggest. His ego is huge. He had to be right. He doesn't even do that much. He's a part of a 40 person team, which basically tells me that he can't go create business on his own. Right. And and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being on a large team, but just when you talk to this guy, he was just he was just bad, right? Like he was, he was, he was horrible. He's like, let me tell you how this deal is going to go. And I was like, look, man, or, you know, your client reached out to another person I know and said, I didn't even know he was an agent or involved in the deal. I thought it was an off market deal in the beginning. And I said, 
if your person wants to get out of this house, I can do it. I can close quick and ominous dominus will be good. He just disrupted everything along the way where I was finally like, you know, we're going to pull the offer because I don't want to deal with you. And then two weeks later, same third party friend that we had bought several properties from because he was telling the seller, he's like, look, I've done deals with Spain. He's, he's easy. He's actually fun to work with and negotiate. Right. He, he's like, you'll enjoy it and you're done and it's, and it's easy. And so he goes, hey, this seller's really in a bad position and really needs to get out of this thing. And he goes, I really, and really for me, it was like, yeah, was I interested in the house? Yeah, sure. And at that price and whatnot, yeah, I could, yeah, I'd make the numbers work. But it was more of, I'd done really good deals with this other guy who really cared about this person. And I was like, hey, if it helps them out and the numbers still pencil, it's a win-win, mm-hmm. right? Resubmit. Agent, just horrible again. And so I called the third party person back again. I'm like, hey, <laughs> this guy is so bad that he is gonna, he's, he's gonna, this seller is gonna end up leaving money on the table with whoever ultimately buys this property because he's screwing that up. I'm giving, I'm offering right now. And the thing is, is all you had to do is do a counter and I would have gone up 10 grand without blanking, right? Which still he would have got more for her than what he's gonna get on the open market because it's been abused by frats. It's got deferred oh, right, right, maintenance. Yeah. You know, this is not a single family. Somebody's gonna go in and be like, oh my God, look at the pain. Where are we at? We should absolutely be in multiple offers. I was like, you're out of your mind. So then, you know, third party, I said, man, I, I can't, I, I just, I, 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 can't, I can't deal with this guy. I just can't deal with this guy. So then he calls me back a day later and he goes, I talked to the seller. Is there any way you'd be willing to do cash and a quick close? I was like, yeah, I'll do cash and do a quick close. I mean, I'll just refi it later, you know, because money's so cheap right now. I was like, yeah, of course I want to lever it, right? My right. cash on cash returns are higher. But I was like, I'll go buy it with cash and I'll, I'll, I'll close this thing quick, right? As a matter of fact, two weeks longest, but if we get everything back and everything's lined up, I'll close in seven days. And then... He says, okay, paper it up and send it. So paper it up and send it. And then that agent says, oh yeah, on top of that, we're going to evict the tenants. Well, here was the funny part about this. One of the tenants we knew because two months ago, he signed a lease to be in one of our other properties as of June 1st. So he's calling us, freaking out. And then he goes, I've already found another place to go to, but my, my two buddies that I live with don't have anywhere to go. I said, okay, well, we're being evicted. And then this guy was like, and you can't talk to the tenants. I was like, they're not your tenants. You evicted them, you moron. (laughs) And one of them's already, they're the ones calling us. So not only did they leave that property and are in the process of this week moving into our property, and they're paying more to come live into our property because of how we do business and how we treat them. People are willing to spend more money to live in one of our properties to be treated better right. than what this other person was, right? And and I was just sitting there laughing. I was like, not only did this guy screw this up and even screw a cash quick close deal up, but at the end of the day, he was so much smarter than everybody else that he actually, I thought this house that, that I'm moving these guys into was going to stay vacant till June 1st. <laughs> now I got so guys I'm gonna, in it. <laughs> I'm going to end up clearing like another... God, I signed it up. It's like 
18 grand between now and whenever June 1st comes that I wasn't expecting it for it to revenue. So I was like, oh, this idiot did me a favor. And why? <laughs> because of his ego and he got in the way, right? And I just don't understand why people do that kind of stuff because, you know, it was so important for him to be right where I was like, I don't care if you're right. I don't care if you're wrong. I don't care about your ego. Here's what I care about. Your seller needs to get out of this property. And she's friends with this guy over here who I've done a lot of deals with, and I can help you solve the problem, right? And he just, so I'm real curious to sit back and watch what it ultimately trades for. My guess is she's going to leave over 20 grand on the table that she mm. could have been done in seven days and not because of her fault, but because of his fault. Oh, so you still didn't get the house. Nope. I said, uh, you know, somebody just told me, you know, uh, the blessing can be a curse and a curse can be a blessing. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. that guy, you know, thought was a yeah. curse and now you got a, now you got a full house. And so so now you got the, a house that's not occupied by tenants. So it's no longer income producing and man, it's been beat to shit. Right. I mean, I was sitting there going, man, just to get this thing on the market, you're you at a minimum, you're going to have to drop 30 K just to yeah. get this thing, to get it to a premium, more likely 50 K. Right. I mean, this thing needs everything under the sun done to it to try to get $350,000. And I was sitting there like, I'll do this thing cash 320 and close in seven days. And they'll end up under 300. Mark my words, it'll end up under 300. Oh, after, after an inspection after and all the stuff you got to do. Yeah. Where I'd have been like, no, as is yeah. 320. I, 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 was even like, <laughs> I was even like, hey, it, if you want, how about 310? And I'll close and not even do inspections because I know that 10 grand or whatever I find after I take, it's going to offset whatever I need to go fix that I would have missed on an inspection. Yeah. You know, so it's just kind of funny how, you know, so that guy is not going to be incredibly successful at his craft because he lets ego get in the way. And this is the common theme that I see with business owners who are successful like yourself is really good at putting ego to the side to go, what do we do to win for the client? And how do we do to win for the rest of the employees? And at the end of the day is our, we're, we're the furthest afterthought on winning, right? For ourselves. No. But it's also what makes us successful. Well, our wins at the end. Yeah. 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 When it's no, all done. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's like you said, just put the ego aside. Like what, I don't have to be right. Yeah. As long as I get the job and I do a good job and you pay me. Yeah. Right. You can, I can, oh, I'll put whatever design you want on the wrap. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I do it all the time. I design it and they're like, oh, I don't like this. Move this, move that. And like, well, it fits really nice, but not my wrap. So yeah. here you You're go. I move it. Here's how you want. You know, yeah. sometimes I try and talk them out of it. Like, well, I kind of like it like this. It moves the eye. That, you know, I, I give all the, you know, the stuff I learned in graphic design and stuff. But, yeah. And then sometimes they're like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like, no, yeah, you're right. It does flow nice that way or something. And sometimes they're like, mm, no, I want it done my way. All right. <laughs> you're, right. You're writing the check. Yeah. Uh, I'll do it your way. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. You know, like you said, and that guy, you know, he had to be right. Well, all right. You're right, but you're broke. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah like, what good does that do? Yeah. Like, you, you get to tell a story to all the other people living in boxes under the bridge. Right. I was never wrong. How'd you end up here? Yeah. Good for you. Because you were right all this time. Well, it's so. like going back to this agent, right? Like, Dude, you would have gotten paid in seven days. Yeah. And done with it. And done. You could have gone and 
been a jerk on another property. Oh, yeah, it just it, it really it really does crack me up. But that I do believe that that's why that's the separation between those that are successful and those that are are not. They might have the illusion they're successful, but if their egos running is in the driver's seat, they're not. They're not successful. They're paying then, for it somewhere catastrophically. They're the thirty thousand dollar millionaires. That's it. That's yeah. it right there. Oh yeah. Driving a really nice car, living in a one bedroom apartment with just a mattress on the floor. Yeah. Good, good <laughs> but you the, look good uh, driving around. Yeah, you look good driving around. You know, so. good for you. Yeah. And I'm just like, hey, whatever. You know. And then and then it was kind of funny because like James is asking me, he says, Well, what do you want to do now? I says, Well, I said, my guess is that thing's probably going to sit on the market or it's going to trade for significantly less than what we would have given them out of our control. I don't focus on things I can't be in control of, right? So let them, I mean, look, I was trying to do somebody a favor that also would have benefited us and would have benefited them. It's out of my control. They're the ultimate choosers, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lose any sleep. And guess what? It's still on the market in 90 days. They really won't like my offer. Right. But they'll take it because after you've been on the market and if your house is still not sold. Oh, in this market? In this market after 90 days. So, okay, you, yeah. you're 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 doing something very wrong. Either you're overpriced it, or the condition of it, or a combination of the two, and, or or the wrong agent, or the wrong <laughs> agent. But it does, you know. And and it was funny because like James asked me, he's like, "How do you not get angry about this stuff?" And I said, "Why? Why? Why do I get angry at this idiot? Right? Like he has showcased he has showcased himself to be the biggest moron in this industry." Maybe that's what he wants. He wants the the blue ribbon for being the biggest dumbass. He wins, you know. Okay, good for him. Yeah. I don't care, right? Because the good thing is, is when you have a real estate fund, I buy things because I want them, not because I need them or I have to buy them, mm-hmm. right? Which gives me a lot of leverage and a lot of discretion. Where, which was really funny because another house that is not no kidding at the other end of the block. We're closing on in two weeks. And and she, the owner of that one, is an agent as well. And she owned this investment property. Mm-hmm. Incredibly, night and day difference, right? Oh, how easy it is. Oh, man. Like, I mean, just as easy and as smooth as it could go where she was like, what else do we need to do? And I was like, those are the Those are no. the best jobs. Yeah, yeah. I and love I the like, smooth ones. Yeah. And it was funny because... She had actually sold that house to the, oh, the other one. Yeah, uh, originally, <laughs> and, and she was just like, "Yeah, she's got a really bad agent." And I was yeah. just like, "Yeah," I said, "That happens." And I was like, "But you know, it is what it is. It's not going to stop me and my business model. What I'm going to go do forward? I mean, that's the guy that costed himself. You know, I don't know if he's got a family or married or whatnot, but could have provided more for his family in a shorter amount of time, and he would have done." service to his client by yielding her more money. But anyhow, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what got me to go off on that, you know, tangent, but yeah, I just, I, I, I think it's because I do find it hilarious when somebody pertains to be a business owner or independent contractor or whatnot, and their Facebook looks really good, <laughs> but their bank account does not match. Right. Right. And you're just like, Hey, it's not that hard. Matter of fact, it's, you can be successful in business by sucking less than everybody else that's in your industry. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. 
There's a, we're in DFW. Right. There is enough work to go around. There's, there's, I have no competitors. No. Because there's not a, there, there, we couldn't do it all. Yeah. You know, there's enough work. There's a waiting list. I, I have three, I'm sometimes three weeks out on the install schedule. Yeah. But I still have people like, okay, well, put me down. You know, oh, right middle of November. All right. My car won't be wrapped till middle of November. But it's because of, of the quality. And then we know we've been doing it since 86. Yeah. So they know, okay, well, this is, the guy's just busy. You yeah. know, we have a, like, I don't want to have open weeks next week. Yeah. That I am more, I have more anxiety about not having anything scheduled next week than I do about having more work to do than I can possibly get done this month. Well, you know, it's kind of funny too is, so I was on a, a Zoom with the parents of two of these tenants that are leaving that property to come to ours who were incredibly grateful. Like, man, our kids were stressing out. They didn't know where they were going to go. Not only are they going there till June, but they signed a lease that will keep them there an additional year after that. All right. Right. <clears throat> and you basically was, get a tenant for four years then, right? Yeah. You, you, our, average, our average tenant signed two years without even blinking because they, they well, prior, they had to be on campus freshman and sophomore year. So oh, okay. Come. Okay. But most of them will live somewhere their junior year and then they'll hate the landlord. So they'll go somewhere else for their senior year. Most of our tenants now just stay in it. They're willing to pay more. They love living in our properties. The parents love us because most of the landlords won't call their parents back. I'm like, I'm not afraid of parents. Yeah, hey. Like you said, you're the easy yeah. button. Yeah. Like, hey, what do you that want to That whole thing, about? you know, what yeah. I, I was telling my wife about it. I mean, it's amazing. You get a group of Marines together. So they know they're renting from retired cops and Marines. Yeah. So, okay, well, there's not really going to be a lot of funny business going on. Yeah. And then, you, like you said, you give them that list of, hey, here's everybody that's going to come by your place or anybody that could possibly need to come by your place that are already our, you know, preferred yeah. vendors. Yeah. You got an issue with it? Call that guy. Yeah. If he doesn't answer or you got any other issue, my number's at the top. Call me. Yeah. I'll get it fixed. And what does that get you? It gets you that 20, 25% more than everybody else. Right. On, on the same, basically the same product yeah the same widget yeah it is it is it's really funny how it all kind of comes together and i was even telling james this morning i said you know we we're succeeding because we've taken the bs out of it we don't get wrapped up around things that are i mean like what like you know i didn't even tell the parents i'm like to annoy me like you you really like if you annoy me you really like <laughs> went out of your way to do it. Like, no, I'll it's usually had... your job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoy annoying the shit out of everybody else. And it was kind of funny. As I said, there's only actually one set of tenants that we were like, thank God we only signed one year. And actually, out of the five tenants, four weren't the problem. Just one was. Mm-hmm. Because he likes to go out and get drunk and leave, you know, 17-page manifestos on a text thread about how unhappy he is living in a house, even though he signed a lease that, hey, guess what? You... Signed a lease that said you were responsible for pest control, not us. So quit trying to beat us up about why we're not doing pest control. It's your responsibility. I've given you also a Marine pest control guy. Here you go. Call him. And I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, if you don't want problems, empty your trash. Right? right? So anyhow, I was like. You want ants? This is how you get ants. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it was kind of funny because when it came time to renewal, we were like, yeah, you, you guys can go find somewhere else. Actually, I invited the other four to stay and find another replacement. And they were like, yeah, we'd already been searching before you offered because of this guy. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I get it, man. You know, 
But it's nice. That's the that's the one nice thing about having a reputation in business is is you can kind of pick some of your employees or not employees, uh, your clients. your clients. Yeah. And, and that's the nice thing. Right now, like I said, I'm I'm three weeks out on the schedule, and I tell people that in the beginning, like, look, I'm not. I don't put I don't put anybody on the schedule until yeah. they've approved their graphics. Yeah. I'm not going to move you forward in the process until we're done with that process, right? Because that could take another week, and now I don't have time. Now I'm rushing. And that's when we mess up things, right? Yeah. So, so, and I've had, I've tell them up front and I've had people walk away and no, I need it done, you know, sooner. Like, well, I'm sorry, I'm not your guy. Yeah. Right. But it, what did that do? Now I'm not worried and trying to rush to do his job. He's not forcing me. And then all of a sudden, ah, oh, this guy said he'd get it done and then he didn't get it done, you know, and now we're both lose, lose. Now everybody's, yeah. You know, so it, it's one of those things. It goes back to some will, some won't, so what, you know, and if you have the reputation, you can you can pick your clients to some point. Yeah. And and as long as you just get upfront with everybody, that's the the thing is that like why do people hide stuff? <laughs> I don't know. You know, they seem like they're trying to make it easier, but what they're doing is complicating it. Because when you sweep it under the rug, eventually you got to remove the rug. And when you see all the crap that's underneath it that you swept under there for so long, all right. It's going to, you know, and, you know, and here's the thing, too, is I, I, I learned this actually from a friend of mine I did my MBA with is a Navy vet, Johans. He said a statement once that made just so much sense to me. He said, when they show you who they are, believe them, they're not lying to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that is powerful. Right. And I was like, so if somebody shows that they're going to be a idiot, don't try to prove them wrong. They're an idiot. Right. Let, let them be an idiot. You're not going to change them. Why, why spend time and energy doing that? Instead, if somebody shows me who they are, like yourself, somebody I can trust, somebody I know is going to get the job done, somebody that, like demoting a commandant to lieutenant general, <laughs> will go back and fix it at cost for you, right? I mean, that right. was, you you ate that cost, right, to go do it. Well, it wasn't right. mistake, right? Yeah. And, and, and then everything turned out just fine, right? And yeah. that's where that's where I think it's just kind of funny is like, People that work in corporate jobs or don't have businesses, they miss out on all this other stuff. And it's really f- kind of funny. Is that's the really interesting parts of watching some of this stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's what like it goes back to the you know everything's different. You know, every day is different. Like I, if everything ran smoothly, how boring would that be? Yeah. Like I don't want stuff to go bad. I, like. Yeah. But but for the most part, if everything runs smoothly, it's like ho hum. All right. Well, what happened today though? You know, same old, same old. It yeah. was Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, sometimes it, it makes it more interesting and stuff. But, uh, you know, for the most part, when you have the bad things like that guy, like, I hope he learned something. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, OK, well, maybe I don't need to be as forceful. Some people you got to be more forceful with. Some people you got to be less forceful with. Yeah. You know, the one thing I learned all those years in construction, dealing with all the different trades is they all you have to communicate differently with everybody. And so luckily that translated. Now I, I know how my client, I've got one guy that texts me. I have a guy that does Facebook Messenger. Most people I try and at least get to the emails because that I can track easier. Yeah. But you just got to learn what's easiest for you. I can adapt. Yeah. You know, it's, it's communications, the easy part, right? So it's just kind of figuring out that, you know, he might have just got off another listing 
that if he wasn't the asshole, he would have he would have lost out money for his client. Yeah. So now he's taking that that knowledge and applying it to a hundred percent of the rest of the listings, and, yeah. and you know it's wrong. Yeah. Just just you got to adapt and learn and and be able to read people and and talk to them. Uh, he could have had an easy deal, and now he's got to you know fight it. At the end of the day, it's his issue, not my issue. So yeah, I'm not worried about it. So I like to end every one of these of. Let's go back to 20-year-old self. Not that 20-year-old self would listen, but if you knew 20-year-old self would listen to one thing that if you were like, do or don't do this, what's the one thing you would go back and tell 20-year-old self? If you knew 20-year-old self would listen to that, one little nugget of, of advice. Uh, what would I... What would, <laughs> uh, I'm very obstinate and stubborn, so 20-year-old <laughs> self would not listen to me, but uh, it would. it's probably more... Uh, Man, that's it's kind of a tough question and a, and a simple thing, but but I think it would be more of going straight to um, uh, of just a, a, of how do I how do I phrase it? So I, I'm a procrastinator. Uh, not that I do my best work under a deadline, but I, I kind of do. So it, it'd be more or less of quit putting stuff off because there's things I've put off that took me, you know, six, seven years to get around to doing. But more or less of you got a good idea, go do it and just run with it. If it turns out to work, it works. If it doesn't, then you know what? Move on. So now, you know, these other ideas we come up with, you know, for for work related things, you know, what? hey, let's run with it. See how this turns out. OK, that was a horrible idea. <laughs> That netted us. We spent a lot of money making magnets for HVAC companies and plumbers and florists and going around and delivering them all to put our name out. You know, something different, right? Yeah. Uh, I got like two jobs out of a couple thousand dollars worth of material, not to mention my time, because I would take their logo. I'd put it on the calendar, you know, calendar they'll hold on to for a year, right? I don't know if anybody held on to them. They probably all got thrown away. Yeah. But, you know, if I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have got those two jobs. You know, uh, they didn't really pay for it. But, you know, to take those ideas and run with them or at least plan them out a little bit further than just letting them sit there and meld and, and rotate. You don't know, know if it's going to work or not unless you try it, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah just do it. So. Man, sound advice from an entrepreneur. So people here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, they need to get a vehicle wrapped. How do they, how do they find you? Or they need printing they need they need some graphic stuff done. Where where do they go? How do they find you? Where? Uh, so we're in Plano's the shop. We're off fifteenth uh, and seventy five, so major cross street, eighteen oh four G Avenue. But uh, you can call us nine seven two four two two four zero nine two, and ptgextreme.com. There's no e in that. Something else I learned after starting a business: don't misspell your name. It's all. <laughs> Extreme. We just want the X, right? Yeah, we're so extreme. We don't even have an E. Uh, yeah, everybody misspells the company name looking for me. So that's funny. But it's one of those things of uh, you learn things afterwards. But now I can't change it. I, we could, whatever. But you know, now I like it. So. Right. But um, yeah, that, that, we're in Plano. Give us a call. Call me. Uh, you know, we'll work something out. I'm a fair guy. I like it. So just in case you're driving and you're listening to the show and you missed it, you can always go to our website, myexperiencedrealtor.com. Click on the podcast button, scroll down to Richard Price, and you'll be able to find all that contact information. And of course, as usual, if you're looking to buy and sell real estate anywhere on the planet, click that find a trusted professional. We'll get you squared away. Thanks for coming, Richard.